up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers. Sorry if my voice sounds a, a little worn out today. I made my debut for IWN last night, and I went hard in the paint, as I usually do, making sure that uh, the good folks over at IWN get their money's worth. But uh, but yeah, real quick, I wanted to go ahead and, I guess, make a formal announcement that I will be sticking with IWN and their main event wrestling from Georgia brand for quite a while. We have got several bookings planned out throughout the summer. I will be basically the new voice of the company. Anytime that you you watch the the product on their app, which the app is not released yet, but it should be released sometime soon. I believe that a release date should be coming within the coming weeks. But pretty much anytime you watch any shows on their app from now on, the especially the Main Event Wrestling Underground show, I am going to be the voice that you hear. We have also got some other plans for some other content that we want to do. Those have not been announced yet, so I will not be making those announcements here. But yeah, I'm really excited about the future. I will be a, a big part of the IWN brand going forward. So a massive thank you to those guys for believing in me and bringing me on board. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for myself and the IWN brand. And we just, like I said, we just wrapped up the first set of tapings for Main Event Wrestling Underground. If you would like to come to the next one, they will be May 7th at the same location in Hampton, Georgia at the Underground Fight Factory. Tickets should be available online on Eventbrite soon, or you can buy them at the door. But yeah, it's it's a great time. A lot of great matches. The headliner last night was Baron Black versus Shoot Taylor. Those two just absolutely tore the roof off the place right before that spiral versus Bryce Cannon. Those guys beat the shit out of each other, literally. Fantastic show, and I, I can't wait to call the next one. But let's talk about something uh, a little bit more of note that happened this week in wrestling. Something that a lot of us have been waiting on since the announcement of Tony Khan's Forbidden Door was ever made. We have all been talking about when are we going to get AEW versus New Japan. Well, it looks like we're finally getting it. AEW Cross New Japan Forbidden Door has finally been announced Sunday, June 26th. At the United Center, a lot of people have been having a hell of a time fantasy booking this show. It's, you know, they haven't really announced what the card is going to look like, but a lot of us are really hoping for just AEW versus New Japan. That's what we want to see. There's so many potential dream matches, and that's what I want to talk about this week. I have fantasy booked my own Forbidden Door show, and I've done this shit kind of top 10 style. Uh, number 10 is going to be the opener of the show, number one being the main event. Let's go ahead and go through what I believe should be the definitive card for AEW Cross New Japan Forbidden Door. For anybody that is familiar with the New Japan product, you know that they will front load a lot of their shows with huge multi-man matches to get as many people on the show as possible. It's less about you know, forwarding any kind of story and more about just, just getting everybody a payday. So, to keep with the New Japan tradition, I did that on this show. The opener will see Chaos, Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, Goto, and Yoshihashi taking on the Jericho Appreciation Society in its entirety. This is going to be just a, a simple, classic, 
heel stable versus babyface stable. Obviously, Jericho 2.0, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager have just been staking their claim as some of the biggest douchebags on the roster. Chaos has been this bright, shining light in New Japan for a long time. And just classic good versus evil. Uh, personally, I'm putting Jericho Appreciation Society over here. Put AEW off to a hot start and get some good heat for the assholes because, you know, Jericho Appreciation Society is just starting to get rolling. Don't really know what the future holds for those guys. They've kind of just been talking shit on TV the last couple of weeks, but this should get a decent bit of heat for those guys. So Jericho Appreciation Society over chaos in the opening match. Right after that, we are going to go to the junior tag division as Los Ingobernables de Japon's Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi take on Private party. This is two teams that are going to fly all over that ring and they are going to pump the fucking crowd up like crazy. I was I was at Fighter Fest whenever Private Party debuted for AEW and had that that uh three-way tag team match and I guess apparently got offered contracts right after they finished up that match and the stuff that they were doing you know just just seeing some of their offense very much reminded me of that new Japan junior tag style so I think that LIJ versus private party here would be an absolutely amazing contest I put LIJ over Coming up after that, we've got some more stable warfare as United Empires, Aaron Hanare, the Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb take on the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. This is going to be heel versus heel. This is two teams that don't give a fuck about nothing and are just going to go in there and have a fucking fight. And these are all guys, like especially the House of Black guys, that... You know, you, you kind of forget because so much of what they've been doing has been story-based as, you know, these guys haven't really been in the ring too awful much since since the House of Black, I guess, completed their stable recently with the addition of Buddy Matthews. But you forget, you know, these guys can all fucking work, and the same can be said for the United Empire guys. Can you think, just imagine the hoss battle between Brody King and Jeff Cobb. These two guys do have a history together, so they will be definitely slapping some fucking man meat in that match. I have got House of Black going over here. And speaking of a hoss battle, I've got one coming up for you right here. The big bad hoss of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Bad Luck Fale, taking on Lance Archer. Not much needs to be said here. It's just going to be two big dudes doing big dude shit. I think the finish should be Lance Archer somehow managing to get Fale up for the blackout. And Archer goes over here. After that, we've got one more tag match. The Gorillas of Destiny, who have recently turned babyface, going against the Men of the Year, Scorpio Sky and All Ego Ethan Page. The Men of the Year really need some heat. Like, how they have been booked in AEW has just been so weird to me. And, like, especially the, the teaming up with American Top Team. Like, like, look, I understand that Dan Lambert isn't everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, he he gets heat, you know, whether you want to admit it or not. He should, if he's going to be there, he should be with somebody that isn't that good at getting heat and probably can't talk very well. Both. Scorpio's guy's a decent promo. Like, something about his voice, I, I, I don't know. Like, he just, he doesn't sound convincing to me. But, like, he's got the words. He's got the cadence. He has, he has a lot of it. But then he doesn't need to talk because... 
ego is so fucking great. Like, Ethan Page is, in my opinion, one of the best promos in the entire company. But these guys desperately need some heat. And let me tell you straight up, the Gorillas of Destiny will fucking give it to them. So I have got men of the year going over Gorillas of Destiny here in match, what is this? One, two, three, four, five. Here in match five. Now we've wrapped up all the tag team matches. We're going to go into some singles matches and I have got some dream matches on deck for you. Next up, we have got... Brian Danielson, who a lot of people have been fantasy booking him versus Zack Sabre Jr. and just a, a, a Mac classic, right? I went somewhere else. I went somewhere that a lot of people haven't been thinking. I went Brian Danielson versus Katsuri Shibata. Shibata making his official return to wrestling back at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think he's done too much since then. I haven't really been keeping up with New Japan as much as I'd like to. But Shibata versus Danielson, can you fucking imagine? Like, these two guys are so similar in the ring. It would be such a beautiful match. I've got Shibata going over here. After that, I've got Tetsuya Naito, who is easily the coolest guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? So I think we need to put him against the coolest guy in AEW. A lot of people have been saying Naito versus Orange Cassidy. That's fine. I could see where it would be good. Another group of people have been saying Naito versus Andrade El Idolo. That would be very good. Those two actually do have history from Los Ingobernables. But we, we said cool. We need the coolest guy in AEW. And I think it's kind of hard to argue right now. The coolest guy is definitely Hook. Tetsuya Naito versus Hook. I do not know what that match would actually look like. I It's hard to actually fantasy book that match blow for blow. But I can tell you this right now, just saying those names out loud, I want to see it. I've got Naito going over Hook here, handing Hook his first official loss. After that, we have got a dream match that none of us realized we wanted to see. Hiroshi Tanahashi going against Sting. Holy shit, would that be fucking wild. None of us ever thought that was something that we wanted. I didn't know it was something that I wanted. I write down Tanahashi and I'm thinking, who is a legend on the AEW roster that should go against Tanahashi? He should get somebody of equal or greater name value. Who the fuck else other than Sting? Sting has proven that even in his mid-60s, he can still go just as well as he did 20 years ago, damn near. Hiroshi Tanahashi will take care of Sting in that match, absolutely. These are two guys that they don't need to do much. This could be like Hogan and Rock levels of just playing off the crowd. These guys just need to land in some strikes, don't take a whole hell of a lot of bumps, and, and the crowd will be happy. I, it's tough to say who goes over here, but I personally think Tanahashi should go over. I think, once again, I don't think Sting has an official loss on AEW, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Tanahashi should hand him one. After that, we've got, I lied earlier, I said that we didn't have any more tag team matches. I'm full of shit. There's one more tag team match, and uh, this is something that I, I don't think is going to happen, honestly. This is, for me, the biggest long shot on the card. But I'd love to see it nonetheless, and I know the fans will love to see it as well. I've got Red Dragon taking on the United Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. 
Kenny Omega has yet to make his return to AEW. I, I believe that during the run-up for his match with Hangman Page where he dropped the belt, he was very injured and he needed some time off to recoup. I don't know what Kenny's status is right now. I don't know if how close he is to 100%. But, I mean, this is one of those things that, you know, a lot of people have been saying Kenny versus Kota. I want that to take place on a New Japan show. This is a dream match card. Like, this should, a lot of these matches shouldn't have any, like, super real stakes to them, I think. I think this should just be about making the fans happy. And what's going to make them happier than the Golden Lovers returning? But I've got Golden Lovers going over Red Dragon here. And then in the main event, we have got Ace versus Ace. It is, I think, the easiest match to call for everybody. All of us have been saying this all along. Hangman Adam Page versus Kazuchika Okada. Some people have been saying title versus title. Absolutely not. In no way does this need to be title versus title. No New Japan titles need to be going to AEW, and no AEW titles need to be going to New Japan. This should just be a battle of who has the better ace. And as far as that goes, I don't think there should be a winner. I don't. I think that uh, you're booking yourself into a corner if you book this match because you don't want Okada to look weak, and AEW definitely doesn't want Hangman to look weak. I do think that either way, there's a way to do it believably, but I think there should be a fuck shit ending. Maybe whoever is going to be challenging... I Actually, you know what? Right off the top of my head, I've got an idea. Whoever Hangman's next challenger is for the belt, let's say CM Punk. Because I, I think that that's kind of where they want to go. And I don't have CM Punk on this card. Let's say CM Punk comes out to fuck with Hangman. And let's say whoever wants Okada's belt comes out to fuck with him. Let's say Zack Sabre Jr. He just won the New Japan Cup. Let's say both Zack Sabre Jr. and CM Punk come out 20 minutes into this match to fuck with Hangman and Okada. And the match winds up getting thrown out, but then you get both presidents from AEW and New Japan come out to the ring and say, we're going to have us a tag team match play a CM Punk and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hangman and Okada. They go 10 or 15 minutes, Hangman and Okada get the win. I think that that's a safe way to do this. Uh, like I said, it, it's possible you can have Hangman and Okada either or go over each other, but... I think that'll be the safest way, send people home happy. And that is my list, I guess. That is what I think the AEW Cross New Japan Forbidden Door Show should look like. Regardless of if any of these matches actually inspire real matches for the show or not, it's going to be a very entertaining show. I think I think this is one of those things that you have to try really, really hard to fuck up. Like this is this is going to be a very entertaining show, regardless of who you can get on the card. And and that's a tough one. A lot of us have been fantasy booking this since it got announced, and there's just so many big names across both rosters like I last minute realized I didn't have CM Punk on the show and said oh fuck just throw him in at the end there you know it, it's going to be tough to book it's going to be really really tougher than the book and I, I did have that big five on five match in the opener it would not surprise me if they go to that well quite a lot on this show and have you know straight up just New Japan style and have two or three of those five on five matches opening up the show because 
yeah, there's there's a lot. There is a lot that you can do, and it's going to be a very interesting time. I cannot wait for this show to take place just like everybody else. I am going to be watching very closely on Sunday, June 26th. This is going to be a fantastic show, just like I said. And that's going to do it this week on Main Event Heat. What do you guys think about my fantasy booked card for AEW Cross New Japan Forbidden Door? If you have some better suggestions, please send them to me at maineventheat at yahoo.com. Any other questions that you might have about literally anything wrestling related, you can send it to maineventheat at yahoo.com. I hope to do, if I can do a Q&A episode every month or two, that would be really cool. I think last week's episode was very fun for me. It was also very easy to edit because it was a lot of just stream of conscious, you know, answering the questions. So please, by all means, send your questions to maineventheat at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear them. If you would like to support the show, the best way to do that is by picking up a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash robweathers. Recently put up a new design just a couple of weeks ago. So go check that out if you haven't already. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so by finding at SweetSexyRob on Instagram and Twitter. And once again, thanks for hanging out.